0: Welcome to the April 2015 edition of the TetraCast. My name is my name is Zach Reese. I am your host. Join us today is a special group of guests. Special because they're kind of our regulars, but we are glad to have them back. So joining us today is first Simon Chun. Hi. Hello. What's up? Can you, can you not be too distracted about it. I, so yeah. Wait. Then we got what? Adam Vitalee. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. I'm not going to talk about the fact that you're playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I'm not podcast. anymore, actually. All good. You decided to turn your attention to our mm-hmm. conversation today. Real people over fake people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Best friends before imaginary <laughs> ones. Got Darren McPhail. Hey. Hey. I got nothing. He's got the awkward pause in between. This is going to go off swimmingly. And then, of course, joining us, who's been. Gone for a little bit, but now he's back. David Kreinberg.
1: You no, know, uh, that's that's my intro. So. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know
2: if David is feeling know. In, you know that well today.
1: What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Like I said, I'll be, I'll be good. I'm not. You're just lying in a bathtub somewhere. I'm <laughs> just lying in a bathtub yes. crying. That's it. Right. <laughs> well, we need you for the next Dongan
3: Ropa talk when the new game comes out. Uh,
1: that's true. I, I thought we're not covering that. Well,
2: we'll talk about it. Okay. I mean, I'm sure, it's, it's kind cool of a shooter that. thing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's an action game, but yeah, we might not cover it on the site, but we can talk about it. Oh, cool. No one says we can't talk about that's it. That's true. Yeah. talks not like we're going to write a review while we're doing the podcast. And because.
3: knowing this group of people, we're definitely going to be talking about Ropa. Yeah. I'm we're cool talking
4: about you're, you're Danganronpa it. right now. <laughs> We're going to talk about the first Ropa because that's the better one.
3: Oh, God, let's not start this
4: already.
1: It. We don't need this right
0: now. I'll still stand up for Danganronpa 2. Yeah. Super Danganronpa. 2 doesn't exist. It, it, like, what if that was still the name of it? It's like Super Nintendo.
1: I don't think so, it would make a difference.
0: Anyway! Yeah, so let's, let's move right into games that we've been playing because i want to get this out of the way because we got a lot of talk about during this month's episode um some big games came out recently but i do want to at least touch a little bit about the stuff you guys have been playing because it's been quite the month um uh, march was huge um in recent memory uh if you're talking about RPG releases, it's been kind of dry, is what I'm talking about. It's been it's been pretty good for handheld releases, but um, not since last year have we seen some big uh, title releases. And so, Darren, I want to start with you because um, a big game came out that's been kind of about for a while. It's, it was on Kickstarter um for a bit, and then they made a ton of money. Obsidian made a
3: lot of money, I'm, of course, talking about Pillars of Eternity. Which is brought to us thanks to over seven, 70,700 backers, I believe. Jesus. Something like that. And, like It's a huge number.
0: And it did all, very well on Steam, apparently, being like number
3: one for a while there. And for good reason. It's... A top notch CRPG, but it's exactly that. So if you're really not into that type of game, if you're not into your Fallout Two, your Baldur's Gate, your Divinity Original Sin, which was our game of the year on the TetraCast last year, that's right. Shoutouts there, good game. But uh it's like it's very formulaic in that regard. That it still holds all those traditions. It's a bit more accessible, but it's also a bit more refined as well, and it's yes. awesome.
2: Yeah, uh, I know Alex is doing our review. He hasn't posted it yet because he's still playing it, but he said it's like very, very good.
3: Yes, that's he's it, he's on that is that's perfectly it. right. It's a huge game. It's side quest galore. It's I think my only real issue with it is how lore intensive the story can be. It's like you talk to a guy and he's just using a sentence like, "Oh yeah." The druid Deldrix from the island of North are doing this, to the sacred temple, which name I don't remember. And then you're kind of like, huh? And (laughs) it, it almost feels like for the first little bit, you need a codex open while you're talking to people just so you can follow along. Is
0: that kind of how it is, though? Is it that extremely lore-heavy kind of stuff where you better get some studying
3: done before you can get through, like, the main swings of the story? Not necessarily all of it, because some it, – it depends on who you're talking to. Because some characters will just be like – they expect you to know, and then other people will – kind of introduce you to the concept so i don't think they did the best job of explaining all the lore to you outside of being like hey you can read about this here or look here but it also adds a bit of a, an, an interesting sense of learning throughout the game because you're always looking into lore it also really because it's so lore deep in the story it incentivizes looking around l- looking at all the books looking at all the notes you find yeah that's... so it's also really interesting to learn about the world
2: yeah, so I haven't played the game, but it like, sounds like it's one of those, like, fully realized histories that this game has in this world. And uh, obviously, if it's really, if there's really deep, they can't introduce every, they can't spoon feed every little thing to you. So sometimes you do have to just, you know, do a little research on, on, yeah. on the history, if you will. I mean, like, that's just kind of how it is sometimes when you have that much lore to in your game. And the writing's
3: so, all really good, so you'll want to read.
0: So, I mean, you've got the guy who made Pillars of Attorney, worked on some of my personal favorite games, like Fallout New Vegas, uh, Icewind Dale 2. How, just just to kind of give something to compare it to, because uh, like, like Adam, I'm, I haven't personally played it. I intend to spend a lot of time with it, uh, just got a lot of the stuff ahead of me before i can actually get to it but kind of um i heard that the combat itself is very like um st- uh very strategic you have to do a lot of pausing and you starting to like set your party members like there's no ai at all it's really well it's party ai it's that like you have to tell them exactly what to do
3: is that kind of the case it definitely is there's pretty much it's not like dragon age where it's like your allies are always doing something that you have to give them an order if you want them to do anything Otherwise, you'll have a lot of the instances where you'll start a fight, a guy will kill someone, and he'll either go to the next enemy or he'll kind of look around. So it's very intensive like that, and the pause button is a godsend because without it, the game would be impossible. It's The combat's very difficult, very strategic. Like Encounters are going to be based on what spells you're using, what buffs you have going on, and where people are, what weapons they're using. Like it's Everything's a factor, but later on, it does it balances out a little bit and it kind of edges in the favor of you when you're higher level that year that you'll be kind of steamrolling through fights.
2: Okay. Okay. So I, I'm not super familiar with the game, so I kind of have some loaded questions in terms okay. of mechanics. So like, I'm assuming you have like your main character who you could kind of, uh, you know, mold in whatever way you want but basically the things i'm curious about are how do you how does your main character operate do you how do you choose your party members are they like set classes and are is there like various choices you can make in terms of who's in your party and also like how do skills work and all these sorts of things uh so like how do you coordinate your party and things like that
3: well the game has a very intricate character creation system which has Good. like i spent like I think I recorded it, too, where I spent, like, 20 minutes in character creator trying to decide what class I want to be. That's what I want. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's micromanagement that. on a huge scale. Like, when you go through a dungeon, you'll have like you probably pick up, like, 50 items that you're going to be selling. Like, that's just how it works. But to answer your question, Adam, each character does that you recruit does have a preset class, but you are free to dictate how their class will work and what skills they learn. But they kind of come predetermined in a role. So you'll get your tank, you'll get your wizard, but you're free to choose what skills they learn, and you can like kind of specialize them to different types of roles outside of their uh, the role they come in.
2: Yeah.
0: Can you also like do alignments?
3: Can you make oh, except yeah.
0: like chaotic, neutral, and stuff like that? Yeah, there's
3: a lot of that going on. That usually just comes from your responses to questions or how you interact with people, and or how you finish oh. certain quests. It's no karma system. It's very similar to the D and D alignment.
0: Oh, okay. And then different
3: characters will will react to you differently depending on how you act.
0: That's the thing is that um, about like the amount of customization you have with your party members, I mean, do you start off with like – like, how flexible is the system, though? Is it full-on, like, you can put points into certain stats? Like, is, is it – how deep does it go? You mentioned it's – how complex the uh, the skill tree is and things like that. Like, how much room do you have to grow if you set a person to be, like, this mage character? Can you move them to all these different areas into, like, battle mage and stuff like that?
3: Well, with, with each other level up, you don't really – Ever increase their actual stats? It goes oh. up based on what they already are, or what they kind of what kind of skills you invest in. So oh. you're basically saying, okay, I can increase your endurance. I can make you be smarter in dialogue. I can you can be able to pick locks. You can be able to disarm traps, which is very important because traps I, can destroy your party. It's a it's a computer RPG, is what you're saying. Yeah. you'll need to be a thief. Yeah, <laughs> you, be, you'll need you'll yeah, need to
2: steal thief. everything. I, I <laughs>
3: That's, but, that's my uh, typical
2: strategy. Yeah.
3: But outside of that, you also have to, you also determine what, you don't really determine, there's not a, really a skill tree per se. It's more of, okay, you have access to this tier of skills, choose some of these tier of skills. And I, I'm not at the limit yet, so I'm not sure what kind of limit there is to how many skills of what tier. For example, my character is a chanter, and he has access to level one chanting skills, and right now I just got, like, level. I got, I'm up to level three enchanting skills. Or level two, or level one or two. It's RPG lingo, but uh, depending on you can invest each level up how many uh, what what skills you want from which tier.
0: So, how approachable is it though? Because obviously, we're talking about something that is kind of built for the hardcore computer RPG fan. It's it's meant to. I mean, as far as like it, it tailors towards the people that grew up with these games, like you and me, but. Uh, what about for people that are just coming in? How simple is it for those that aren't, that don't have really the attention span to really get that deep? Is it? Do you think they could ever find any
3: satisfaction out of this? I think they could, but I don't know if they'd be able to handle normal difficulty. Because the the way the whole difficulty curve is at the beginning, when you're very few in party members, it's much, combat's much more taxing. Because the game's meant is meant for you to have like six people under your command constantly. And when you start off with, like, two or three, and enemies completely outnumber you, it changes the dynamic of that. And it doesn't really ever stop to explain new mechanics to you. Like, a good example of this is one of the... I think it's your fourth party member, this monk guy you can meet. He comes equipped with, like, 20 skills, and uh. you're like, okay, I guess I have to read, which all these do. They'll is go, he going to leave soon? <laughs> uh, I won't say anything, but... Uh... <laughs> Yes. No, yes. No to that question, but uh, just expected. Th- uh, there's like it's interesting like that because there is multiple difficulties and easy does make the game a lot more forgiving than what it normally is. Okay. And I I honestly think this is kind of a strictly if you're into CRPGs this is your game. If you're not, I don't think this is the one to sway you. I'd argue Divinity is a slightly better introduction. Oh, to, okay. uh, yeah. to see RPGs like that, especially because it has a mini-map that tells you where some objectives are and whatnot. This is a game where you got to talk to everyone in town, and you need to know where you're going based off of learning where you're going. Not because the map based- told you to go now, there.
2: Now... Uh, bouncing off of that statement learning about where to go is this is the game progression mostly like linear like you go to this town and then you have to go to this place and then you have to go to the next place or do you have some like choice and actual decision making like you know what i'm gonna go check out this area over here versus that area over there like how what's the progression like
3: you're pretty much free to go anywhere whenever you want it's more about can you survive if you go there it's very xenoblade like that where if you go to a new area the enemies will just destroy you if you're not ready but there's tons of side quests and that's basically you're free to go as soon as you get to the first town they it's basically just go
2: that's really cool
0: (laughs) i have one final question before we move on just like in divinity just like in skyrim can you kill people in town
3: uh, I believe you can. I actually haven't tried to because I was scared that I wouldn't everyone town murder me. Cuz in Divinity I learned that the, I learned that the hard way when I had to kill the entire town at one point. But yes. I figured that, I figured that's the case because there is certain side quests that you can get the town to be hostile to you if you complete them in a certain way. And you're and up until a point everyone is expendable and can die and be dead for a while.
0: Do, do guards chase you if you do something bad in town?
3: They'll... I think you... I don't even think you can escape town once you're attacked. Because there has been really? some fights that occur in towns. Some oh. some are scripted, some not.
0: I was going to say, like, thinking Baldur's Gate 2, like, sleeping in town, all of a sudden waking up and then being attacked by, like, ban- bandits in the night. Just thinking about, like, that experience... Is that kind of the same thing that happens in town, like you'll be attacked randomly if you're not careful?
3: Uh, that hasn't happened to me yet, but I think that's oh. because I've been mostly lawful, and most of the people I travel with aren't criminals. But, oh, that's... but I'm pretty sure if I go through again, I would find that to be a bit different. Oh yeah. Or if you play the other side, you're probably playing Goody Two Shoes, weren't you? I'm trying to play the the nice wanderer in town. Is with that type of character? Is that That's your what line I was going that... for. Because normally in CRPGs, I am the scourge of the world, and oh. I've recently learned that the game's a lot easier for me if I'm a little bit nicer. <laughs> and it's so not just. Take... And if I I find it's better to not kill someone after they have their first line of dialogue with me.
2: That's. That's pretty sound, I think.
3: <laughs> that's that'd be my second playthrough. I've just
0: walking up I've had it, I'd played in Divinity where I just walked up to at the first people you see and killed them yeah. right off the bat and just kept on going. Well, something and... that's
3: crucial in Pillars of Eternity is that your main way of leveling up is completing quests. You oh. don't get individual experience for killing an enemy. You if you really? kill enough enemies, you fill a codex entry and you get experience for that, but most of your experience is coming from finishing quests. <sighs> So it kind of encourages you to play a little bit nicer than you might normally. Uh, Win for the
0: mods where that totally goes against that. So we'll see how that goes. And also, of course, uh, one of the biggest releases, at least for the fan community, is that someone actually put out an English fan translation of Tales of Vesperia for the PlayStation 3. Now, you had a chance to play that version... Adam, you played the Japanese version. Simon, you also got to play it too, the Japanese version. And so I want to hear a little bit about um, how that went. Like, How good is that fan translation? Because obviously one of the things people uh, always are... Uh, hesitant about is the quality of a fan translation can mean uh, can make it or break it Uh, obviously unless you really know the japanese or know what the actual (laughs) translation is supposed to be it's it's kind of hard to tell it's like well this is this is something i can read this is pretty good
3: how was it well Uh, from oh as i say for the translation i don't mean to interrupt you do you want to go adam no i go ahead okay i was just going to say from what I read, because i played about four hours, I've only played about one day for it because you need quite the setup if you actually want to play it.
4: Yeah. You're exactly going to have to have a modified
3: setup. PlayStation 3 if you want to play it. Or until the day they come out with a PlayStation 3 emulator. Which... hope
0: yeah, uh,
4: Exactly. I mean, it
0: really so, sucks it's, because... It's apparently out. Like, they've got something
4: working right now, but it's not. Well, you need, like, a 3.5 right PlayStation... Like, you need a 3.5 firmware yeah. of... PlayStation Three, which is, by the way, hardware limited as well. So it's not mm-hmm. like you can just easily downgrade the official firmware. Like, you yeah, need you need an older there. model to do it. You need an older mm-hmm. model that still is running on 3.5. And like, you
3: also need the game disc. They yeah, you don't also provide need any ISOs. It's, just,
4: it, it's a very big hassle, and like, it sucks because like they put a lot of effort to it. This has been going on for how many years? Like three? I think the maybe even four. like four or four, five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been going it on for, on for years. And. I don't even know if a hundred people, or, like over a like maybe I don't even know if five hundred people are going to experience this fan translation. Like, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I don't it's know
3: the ultimate niche at this point. Is yeah, just it's actually
4: like, wanting to play it. Like, it sucks because like they put a lot of like I'm pretty sure like blood, tears, and soul into this is that the actual idiom blood sweat and tears well the yeah, actual quality like,
3: of the translation like you're asking asking uh zach it yeah. is i honestly i don't know if they used any of the 360 script i think they've I think used they some did. so I, everything I seems did. on par because i just I've, I've seen some of the new events for the playstation 3 version and they totally mesh in i never went oh that sounds weird Oh, it, it all flows together really well. I've only ever noticed, like, one or two minor errors in terms of the speech bubble would be coming out of the wrong person when someone else was talking, but that's only ever <laughs> happened, like, once or twice so far, so it all seems to be working really well, and it seems like a quality translation.
4: The game is good. That's good.
3: It's a good game. That's good. That's I- good.
0: That's the that's the version I wanted to play. I mean, that was the one I was hopeful would come back when they were teasing Tales of Graces, and people thought it was going to be Vesperia because the logo kind of looked the same. So people were trying to line it up with the cloud. It was really well. Weird. The weird part um, is
3: there's existing um, uh, files in the in the game. <laughs> they found files that indicated an English release. There's some stuff that was translated, and they did. And there is a. Dialogue yeah, like for dialogue uh, characters for
4: like, in English. Like indignation. There's, like, dialogue for indignation and, like, ultimate elements and, like... It's, it's, they got the dialogue there. there. And stuff, Fingers so. crossed for a PS4 version or something. Or PC. I, I mean, Valkyrie Chronicles I think, did it, so who knows? I don't yeah. think i will ever see a PC version of Vesperia. Like, I can dream, jam it! Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm wrong, but like I
2: just... after *Valkyria Chronicles*, uh, that, I mean, that was one of those things like no one expected it to hit PC. And... Some
3: might say it was the biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, that's,
2: that's right. Some <laughs> would also, say But, that, but also, right? Namco is pretty PC friendly. I mean, they have like all their licensed games, like *Naruto* and *DBZ*, coming out on PC. So who knows?
4: Yeah, *One Piece*. Yeah, yeah. like Zysteria like Systeria PS4 possibly coming to PC. That's could also yeah, be. Yeah, there's thing, that too. listing.
2: But yeah, this, that's probably really probably wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah.
4: Is it is it really wishful thinking?
2: Uh, of Vesperia being. Be oh oh, oh I yeah. You
4: were about Vesperia. yeah <laughs> Vesperia I think is really wishful thinking. I mean, this long after release too.
2: Right. And although <sighs> although what Valkyria Chronicles was what five years after its release. I don't know if there's
4: actual official like. Like, cer- special circumstances with Microsoft, like, I don't know if, like, that really... I don't think anyone really knows. I don't
2: think they ever, it's ever been revealed. Obvi- the it's speculation is that Microsoft paid for the... the, the lo- some of the localization somehow, but yeah. that, that's more this... Just...
4: It me either, just because this was a really speedy... Like, this was one of the speedier localizations of the Tales franchise, like,
2: right. if not
4: ever, because this was, like, I would say maybe a month, maybe a couple of weeks between the Japanese and... Um, mm-hmm the English release, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, uh, if Microsoft did have a, sort of a hand in it, but I really don't expect this game to ever just make it over to PC. I mean, I think it would actually be excellent if it did, if, like, my god, yeah. like, I would buy five copies of this if I could, but... Support that, yeah. Even if it has, like, not so a great-aged, um, combat system,
1: but...
0: I mean, in, in the grand scheme, it's that even if you are not able to get that, it's that they did put out that browser version that you could experience, so you can still import it, play it on your PlayStation 3 as it is, as it is now, experience it, use that guide, and still have a good time with it if you can stand looking at a guide while playing the game, kind of thing. So,
4: I've done that before. 360 of games. version, like the Spirit PS3, is totally like doable. Like, I yeah. think Simon yeah, and yeah, I will Simon.
2: Simon and I both played the 360 version first, and then played the, the PS3 version just in Japanese because why yep. not?
4: Right, that's what <laughs> so. I did. So it's like once you understand, like the problem with so the, the the biggest problem with importing games is that you get especially with RPGs, you don't understand the intricacies of the mechan the game. mechanics. Of in, the Vis- game.
2: in Vesperia specifically, it's, it's uh, some of the skills. Like I don't know what the skill does, but I'm gonna equip it and see what happens and. <laughs> Or like right. some of the some of the accessories. Like for instance, I had an accessory. I was looking for like Estelle for healing. Like I know I should have an accessory by now that makes TP cost less one third less. Now where is it?
4: <laughs> and you can read that easily. Like it says in the text, like one like one third or something. Like yeah. That. And even some of the skills, like strength f- up five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent. Like once you if you play the original three sixty game, like some there are things very easy to catch if you play the three sixty game, which made the PS three game. Um, really easy. So I personally can't read Japanese. Um, I can hear it and understand it, but I can't, like, read it. So I had a friend help me when I was, like, reviewing a couple of the import games, but it's just... PS3 version of Asperia is very good. Um, I think there are varying opinions on whether it's, like, totally... Like, is it truly the, like... Like, are you really missing out a, on a lot of? Are you really missing out on a lot of shit if you're playing it? And I don't,
2: I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on, the, on this too long. But I yeah. think it's, I think it's uh, false to say that like the 360 version is not a full complete game because it is. It's, it's a pretty damn full and complete game on its own. It's just that the the PS3 version has lots of extras added to it, but nothing really essential. <laughs>
3: It's the best um, version of that game, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make the original obsolete.
2: Right, but, I, the, but I think, the only downside to the PS3 version is that the, the loading times and the frame rate are just a little bit weaker. Than, and, uh, and the, the graphics
3: PS3. are also at a lower resolution. Right.
2: There's, but that, that makes bit, sense
3: because of the engine. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's
0: well, yeah, because you're missing Patty, but that's about it. I mean, the
2: thing... Yeah,
0: the thing with um, that old talk... Is that that was coming at the time when that was happening to a lot of 360 games? It's like uh, you're talking about Eternal Sonata and then Bioshock and all these games that were coming out the 360 first and got a much Star better Ocean. version on the PlayStation. Yeah, Star Ocean yeah. got a better release on the PlayStation 3 later. So it's like it was like a kind of a bandwagon Enchanted thing Arms. at the time. And the Last Remnant, which never Enchanted was... Arms. Let's <laughs> let's we talk about Enchanted Arms. The better. Got oh my god, Enchanted Arms.
4: Um, <laughs> flaming <laughs> characters. like yeah, uh, good. Like. If you can somehow get the translation, do it. Like, you'll be doing yourself a great service. If it's... you're one in 10,000 people, you might be able to play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's art is very... It's art is, like, excellent. It's
3: still the best-looking Tales game.
4: It's also... My I think mind. it has the yeah. best Tales soundtrack to... Uh... Legendia's pretty good. Okay, outside of Legendia, that's not fair. It's, it has it's the not best... as it's not bad about... as
2: Grace's, mm-hmm. and it's Bird. not as bad as Exilia's. <laughs>
4: birds chirping. I just gotta say birds chirping. Best tail song ever. Like, so I was I driving, and I listened to Vesperia soundtrack, and like, there are some like standout tunes, like Vow of Unity" is great. Um, okay,
2: well, well I, let's talk about... Simon, we can talk about this a little later, okay. I think. Okay. Just me and you. <laughs> Curious what you think. <laughs>
0: That's, that, so, so it's 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 great to see that. I mean, after playing Valkyria Chronicles 3, I think it's amazing that people are still able to get those translations out, even if it means not a lot of people are going to play it. It's like the fact that it came out is fantastic. So I'm, I'm up uh, big ups to those guys. I mean, if you can't play it, I'm sure there's people who've played the game you can watch on YouTube or something like that and still experience it. So it's uh, pretty proud that those that happened. They took a lot of... Sh- uh, took a lot of crap from a lot of people on the forums for that, if you've been following it, like Darren said he was. They got a lot of grief over that, but I'm glad they finally followed through with it. So, um, moving on then, of course, we we just want to talk about a few other games before we move into our main discussion for the day. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know what we're going to talk about, but David, I actually didn't pick up on... Have you been playing any games lately? Uh I know you've been in a lot of stuff yeah.
1: Going on. Yeah. Uh, I've, like, for the last, like, uh, two months, I haven't really played much. I've been, pl- because of, like, all the nonsense going on in my life, I've only been able to play, like, short stuff. Uh, not really RPGs, unless you want to, like, stuff we cover. Maybe Silence of the Sleep. That might be something we cover on RPG Site. What's that? Exactly? I've uh, heard of that. It's a really interesting adventure game that, uh, Oh, God, I don't know. How... Remember when I told you guys about uh, the Cat Lady? Yes. A while back? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but not really. Like, visually, it, it's it got, like, a, the characters are, uh, like, silhouettes.
0: Oh, I think I remember seeing this. Wasn't it, like... It's got a lot of like you is it like a side scroller kind of thing, like you're walking right to left a lot, but it's yeah. got a lot of, a lot of backdrops, but you're like yeah. mostly it's darkness. Yeah, it's
1: like it's like a horror slash adventure game and oh. the like I'm not gonna lie, it is scary as hell at points. Uh, here's yeah. here's
2: the here's the uh, synopsis from their website because people are probably not familiar with it it's a it's a psychological horror adventure game for pc you play as a man called jacob reeves a man who has lost his reason to live he throws himself into a blackness to end his misery but instead of it being the end he wakes up without memory of his life before you'll travel through the abstract world of silence of the sleep to find the very reason for
1: your journey Sounds kind of wow. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds yeah. Awful. So like every, sounds not good. It, it, so like every every other chapter is like like all like not scary, like kind of like a like a calm chapter. Like one is at this this weird party. I mean, you still have no idea what's going on, but it it's like not really tense or anything. And then the next chapter, you're chased by like a tree monster that is like like in in this like. Oh, god, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it it's like is this really weird monster, but what's so It's like a treant. What's so kind of not exactly, but what's so messed up about it is like not the is like the presentation when it catches you, it's just like like it zooms in on it like like burrowing its roots into your brain or something. It's just Whoa. it's crazy. And uh but uh in conclusion, I actually didn't like the game that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh really? It wasn't well like, you, didn't, you didn't think it was that good? Yeah, uh
1: I mean, it's it feels very experimental. It's uh Oh, okay. It's it's incredibly unique, but uh execution-wise, I think it could have been better. The plot first of all is it's a lot of uh, it's like almost entirely build up and then like I don't no don't want to give any spoilers, but it doesn't really resolve anything. It, mm, so, it's kind of confusing, and I mean, maybe a smarter person than I could figure it out, but uh, it's it's it doesn't have good pacing. Yeah, or it doesn't anything really like have good pacing, and there's a lot of typical adventure game annoyances that I found with the actual gameplay. Like, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of the genre, just like a like a passing fan. But I mean, I thought it was unique enough for me to check out. Like a lot of the game is boring. A lot, like first of all, I'll say its biggest uh, its biggest strengths are its art design and its uh, and its presentation. Because once you're actually like trying to hide and and run from the monsters, it is incredibly tense. But uh, like the the actual controls, I think are intentionally janky. So like <laughs> like you're trying to you're just trying to turn around. That's all you're trying to do. But the second the monster sees you you're you're gone pretty much. So, oh so it's is it like, one of those types of games? It's like,
0: like you uh, spot it, you get spotted and then it's game over.
1: Essentially. I mean, they still oh. have to catch you, but if you're facing oh, okay. one way, you have to press one button to turn yourself so you're facing either back or forward. I, I mean like you're facing either like a horizontal
0: from, plane, it's like turn right or turn left. Yeah, like
1: you'll be okay. facing forward and then you, you turn either left or right, and then you have to turn again to run the other way. So uh the controls
0: aren't yeah, with you when you're trying to do it. Yeah,
1: and uh and he turns kinda slowly, so uh, Oh <laughs> so it's it's like it's like old uh old survival horror mindset. As far as design goes, where like make make this person control like shit, so it's scarier. And mm. uh, I,
0: <laughs> I, selling it on. I
1: could kind of appreciate that, but it. I just did not have the patience for it. I beat it, but still, it was oh. it was annoying at points.
0: Is it is it relatively short since it's experimental? It's like a or...
1: six-hour game, I guess. So yeah, out. not bad. Uh, I mean, it, it, well, I think it was worth the price. I got it on sale on GOG. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was. It was, I mean, it was. It's an interesting experience, but uh, I wouldn't play it again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who knows? I mean, maybe they'll make another one. Yeah. That's. They'll they learn from what they yeah. they'll learn from their mistakes and make a better one. Who knows? I think it has um, like a
1: sixty-five or something on Metacritic. I don't know, something like that. So
0: well, so you know, so it's...
1: mixed mixed reception. <laughs>
0: I've been hearing... I think, I think I'm starting to remember more of it. Like, yeah, I've been hearing... It's kind of...
1: Just the
2: visuals. It kind of looks like... Uh, it's like a... It's an adventure game, like, with that side-scroller-like perspective, although it's not a yeah. platformer. And it's kind of like a silhouette-style, sort of like Limbo, only a little bit yeah, more stylized.
1: It's kind of like Limbo, but yeah, more color. like you said, more stylized. Completely different focus, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's
2: not a platformer, but it's kind of got that same perspective and yeah. somewhat similar with the silhouette. And things like yeah. that.
1: I mean, so yeah. Anyone who wants to check it out, feel free. It's just you, <laughs> so, might, you might love it, you might not.
2: So yeah. David, David's the one hitting us with these like artsy indie games when we when he asks what he's playing.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, I've yeah. yeah. well, I've also been playing a lot of like really short free RPG Maker random games that I've just been finding. Well, I mean, there's I there's mean, a lot of those sitting around. <laughs> Apparently when I'm stressed out, that's what I look for. So like I've been playing like something like Mogecko Castle, which is really fucking weird. It's like this uh this RPG maker game where there's all these like demon cats that, that wanna like kill and rape you and What? I mean hey, okay, first of all it's not it's not one of those let's, games. It's just let's, got let's, a fucked up premise.
2: Let's let's so, continue. <laughs>
1: And uh, I mean that's and they really like uh, prosciutto. So if you give them that, then they don't ha- hate you as much and want to like do stuff to you. Wait, like prosciutto, yes. like the like the lunch meat. Yes, it, oh, okay. it, it's just, it, it's as strange. Wait, I've never sounds. heard of this before. What is this
2: prosciutto? It's, it's a that, type
1: of I don't yeah. know. <laughs> are, you've heard of prosciutto, or you, or you've heard of uh, this game?
4: I've never heard of pro- whatever are you, that that first thing.
1: <laughs> i don't know how to pronounce it it's so it's a weird game but you know what in don't look it up because it's stupid but yeah <laughs> i mean it's yeah. it's like a heart like i mean oh. have you guys ever played like witch's castle or anything like that
0: no i cast- actually haven't heard of House,
1: that i'm sorry or it no, or I... corpse party that's the one everyone knows
0: oh no have
3: you guys played that
1: game I'm the only one here who's played Corpse Party? Oh, man.
3: I know of it, and it's yeah. Mystique, and about uh, buttering up things.
2: We'll, we'll play it, because it's...
3: <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting that, for the PC version. That's
2: about all I know about... Buttering up things is about all I know of Corpse Party too.
0: I think the only... I mean, I've been trying to play more adventure games. I think one that I really enjoyed was Edna and Harvey, Harvey's New Eyes. I played a lot of that, and I loved that game. and It was pretty messed up, um... It's all about like living at some homeless shelter or this this home, and then like all these crazy things happening where this. It's all about like, uh, illusions and like it's it's tricks on your eyes. Stuff. It's, it it's a it's it's pretty crazy game. Uh, uh, Harvey's new eyes. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I have heard of it.
0: Edna and Harvey, yeah. It's it's, it's a sequel. Actually, it was weird playing that game because apparently a lot of stuff happened before, and I was like, I went straight into a sequel. uh, But I still really enjoyed it. Um, I did
2: that with the Xenosaga series. Jumped into number two thinking
0: it was, well, what were you thinking so thinking, you need
2: to stay. thinking it was like final fantasy and like number two like literally starts no, like five it's minutes. episode two it literally mm-hmm. says episode yeah, two, and it literally starts like five minutes after the end of episode one and i was like what is happening
0: And the opening to zinosaga episode two though yeah but anyways before we, we go off on that but yeah it's it's so, David, that's been pretty much it, though. Obviously, like I said, you got a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, but
1: I mean, if I had a PS4, I'd be on top of Type Zero in an instant and uh, like 15 demo and stuff like that. But yeah,
0: do you do you plan on getting that anytime soon? Because uh,
1: soon, uh, I don't. I, I hope so. I can't. Wait, not waiting for these. Uh... Be. I mean, I do need. I do need either a PS4 or a Bone, but I'm. I'll maybe I'll try to get enough money for my birthday for it, which is in a few weeks. So probably not, but uh, oh. yeah, I'll try. I'm trying to get it soon.
0: <laughs> maybe wait for E3 or something. Who knows yeah. how things are going to go this fall? But
2: you don't want to like buy one and then they announce like a slim or something. Or that's oh like... yeah, of course. Unless it's like so... the PS3 where they just take stuff out. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I know too well about that. But So Adam, um, you've actually been covering a game for the site that is going to go live shortly after this podcast goes up um, because the game's about to be right. Out. You've been playing some Etrian Mystery Dungeon, Yep. the crossover game.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, the two games I've been playing recently uh, in, in sequence is Oreshika Tainted Bloodlines and Etrian. Um, Oreshika Review is out already um, Etrian goes out next week. Uh, I'm still under embargo, so I can't like give much in terms of like impressions yet. Okay. But I can talk about how it plays a bit. So first of all, I've I've never played an Etrian Odyssey game, so I have. Really? No, I I'm pretty familiar with them from a secondhand perspective, and I've played some of the offshoots of the other of other franchises, namely SMT Sh- Shin Megami Tensei, Strange Journey, and Persona Q, which are basically the other Atlas franchises in the style of Etrian Odyssey. So, yes. I kind of knew that, but this game is actually not an Etrian Odyssey styled game at all. It just has that aesthetic. It's more—it's uh, a mystery dungeon game, which is a roguelike. Which I only have a very, very uh, thin history of roguelikes, um, but I kind of knew the, the general—you know—setup. You go into dungeons that are that are randomly generated. You're going down floors. And if you die in the dungeon, you'll lose a lot of your money. and if it's a true roguelike you you lose everything, including your love, yeah. and everything. But it's not that we're not that it's not that hardcore. Um, okay. so, but it, so basically, uh, I guess first of all, this the story and narrative premise to the game is very, very straightforward and kind of get you get you playing type of type of startup. And then before you know it, you 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 choose a party of four from the Etrian classes. So these are like your land which is basically a a warrior. I don't know why they just don't call him a warrior instead of land Because it's fantasy. Yes. Then gunners, medic, uh, rune master, which is like your mage, and uh, all that. And the kind of the bonus and the the kind of the special class is the wanderer, based off of the the Shiren series from uh, Spike Chunsoft. Um, to, it was fun games. Yeah, Shadow which, I is, I, which is also roguelike in some way, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm it's pretty super... much you
0: die, you go to, back to level one, and you lose all your stuff. Yeah. it's it's one of the more difficult uh, uh, roguelikes.
2: Yeah, uh, I was again somewhat familiar, but not super very familiar. Yeah. But anyways, you can get a wanderer class in this game, and they're and they're pretty awesome actually. Um, so I've been playing it. You basically control. You know, up your party leader who you can choose whoever, whatever you want, and you have your other three guys following along behind you and they are basically pretty autonomous in terms of they just kind of act on their own, they do what they want um, but they do follow you and it's they're pretty smart so like, if an enemy uh, is a magic casting enemy, they'll try to you know, silence it or if someone needs healing, your medic will heal them uh, you don't get a lot of options in terms of uh, party control, but they're pretty smart and like, AI. But I saw that you can, like,
0: control, like, their formations. Is that true?
2: You can, but to be quite honest, I don't really know the point. Um, oh, okay. So, they normally follow along behind you. So, in a line. Uh, it's, it's It's got the typical roguelike map structure, where there's a bunch of, basically, narrow, one-spot paths, so they have to be in a line. But then you, you enter the rooms... And where things open up, but the thing is, the your party is smart enough to get in line to where they need to be to be useful. Like oh, for instance, your gunner, which I, I'll just say, the gunner is probably the, the my MVP class. They're they're very very useful and very very uh like they they make things a lot easier. But as soon as you as soon as you uh, walk into a room, your gunner will basically line himself up either so he's in a diagonal or in a straight line with an enemy so you can attack it and they have a they have a long range so you don't need to you don't need to like baby him in terms of like you go there and attack this enemy they're just kind of pretty smart and how how about how about how they do that Um, so you can press a button to while you're in a room to kind of change your party's like formation
0: like four sort of
2: ventures, right? You hit a button and then they switch up. right or is yeah, it, no, it's is like Uh It's like you can do like a box or whatever, you know. But other, yeah. but it's they. I I to be honest, i like I don't even remember like how you do it because I've never I like never need to because they just kind of work on their own anyway. Um, oh. So again, I can't really give my two impressions about what I like yeah. like about the game yet, but yeah, um, it's actually kind of it's there's there's quite a bit of content like i've actually beaten the game already and i'm now seven dungeons after the credits so (laughs) i'm deep i'm deep into post game which i can't talk about i guess but it's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of game here so if you like these types of dungeon crawlers this one (laughs) you can spend a lot of time with it um
0: yeah, and the mystery dungeon series. I mean, people played like Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, and the well, it's Chocobo Dungeon really is. Those are the type of game it is. It's like isometric um, and moving around on that type of plane, and uh, I don't think it's turn-based, is it? It's it's more it's just roaming. Is that true? It's,
2: it is technically turn-based, but oh okay, uh, it's <laughs> very it, turn-based. It's very very quick. So like. Um, Every move a character makes is technically a turn and every attack a character makes is technically a turn cuz it's a grid just like all yeah. most roguelikes are on a grid and uh, but the, the I think the only reason for it to be turn based is to is to um, for setting up like your buffs and things so they, they last a certain amount of turns rather than a certain amount of time uh, Oh, okay but otherwise it's it's almost basically kind of like a real time turn based as much of an oxymoron as it is um,
0: yeah I, I, those ga- games have tended to be a lot more approachable an odyssey kind of depends but the mystery dungeon series have been kind of uh, made a name for itself of being more approachable to a younger audience uh for those interested in those types of games and so uh obviously your impressions will come later so we'll discuss it then. But i will say i will say,
2: um, I will say yeah. that this game is not difficult so i know like some roguelikes have you know the 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 impression of being like really tricky and hardcore and you know and tough but this game is you know like i said i had really no experience with etrian and very little experience with roguelikes and uh i've got i got into it pretty without without much hassle so it's good it's it's maybe not like a pokemon mystery dungeon it's just kind of going through the motions you do have to
0: forgot about that yeah Yeah. pokemon mystery dungeon i forgot about yeah
2: there's, there's there's like four of those um
0: yeah uh, how can I forget
2: about that? That's right. Uh but it, it it's definitely it definitely requires a little bit more thought than that, but it's not it's nothing undoable. So, yeah, but yeah so, I'll I'll have a review for that next week when it, before it releases sometime.
0: Yeah. I mean and so And
2: the the, the main entry in Odyssey series is one that I've been meaning to get to for like ever now. The 4 is,
0: like, always on sale the Untold series. They just, like, recently put up about Untold 2 coming to the West. Right. Uh, we didn't do a podcast last month, but that happened. And so those games are almost always on sale. And I played 4 and loved it. So, you should, I mean, Untold is a remake of the first one. The first one, Untold I kinda, is I, that.
2: I know this is kind of stubborn, but I kind of want to play the original first one and go from there. To see the... <laughs> Yeah. Why? huge sign for it,
0: probably. But it's like play the beta test before you play the actual version. It's like it's it's the same. the 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 biggest draws for those games were the storyline. So it's it not so much the gameplay. Uh, the old games weren't that great because like the early ones, like there was no like auto mapping, right? And but... it was it was a lot of it was pretty tricky. Uh, I think Untold takes the best elements from Etrian Odyssey Four, which is arguably the best one, and so I. I probably argue against trying the originals, but obviously do what you will. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's um, I mean for me, uh, uh, I put up reviews for Atelier Shally. That's up on the site. I didn't think it was that great um, compared to Eskenlogi, which was my personal game of the year last year. They didn't really cap off the Dusk series that well. Um, a lot of things were left unresolved. They had characters that briefly showed up that were very... Like Aisha, who was the main character in the first one, briefly shows up, which is uh, blows my mind because how important her story was um, through the whole thing. Um, and she was even talked about a lot in the second game. In the third one, she's like a footnote, which is a shame. Um, and a lot of other characters barely get touched on, so... That
2: was disappointing. I mean, but thing, other than one that, one thing it was I some... found uh, talking about. Uh, now, I've never played an Atelier game, so I don't know. Coming up, this with a lot of experience. Yeah, but uh, um, one thing about those series that seems kind of interesting is that it's a year, it's a, it's a yearly or nearly yearly series now, and there's been like, it's almost, it's kind of fe- weird where the passage of time in the series is actually quicker than the than the real life passage of time. Like, so this Atelier Shally is set like. Like ten or fifteen years after your Aisha, right?
0: Yeah, it's, no, it's of Escanlaji. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's it, I
2: it. mean, it's a trilogy, right? Aisha, Etcha, yeah. and Laji, and Shali, and there's the the, the time jump there is, is like five years each, right, or something like that.
0: Yeah, Esken Laji kind of happens somewhat concurrent with Aisha. I mean, it it does. Uh, it's it's because one of the characters in the second game play is, is important in the first game. I'm not going to spoil it, but that there is some uh, some concurrent uh, plot points going on. But yeah, it's, they're pretty close together, and that's how kind of how the sub series have worked for the Taylor series is that uh, there's like three or four games in, in a set, like the IR series, and and then you got the um, the uh, on it, the um, Arlen series, and so you got this one, the Dusk series. Uh, and they're working on their next group of games right now, um, but Gust is. But, yeah, it's it's kind of like that.
2: Now, Atlee or Shali, it um, got rid of like the time limit, which I know a yeah. lot of people, like fans of the series, weren't too keen on, although I know some people did seem to appreciate it. What were your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I kind of touched upon it on the review, it had no bearing... On my review because I know it's one of those things that people have been wanting for a while because of how big an issue they took with the fact that it felt like you were being rushed all the time, and so I can completely understand that, and that's why I didn't like make it uh, a big of an issue. Some people thought I should have, but I didn't um, because of that very reason. Because I know it's it only helps the series if more people can play it uh, and don't feel like they're being like they have to be that they're feeling frustration from having to deal with that. And so I totally understand that. And that's why I don't talk about it. I mean, yeah. personally, I like having that rigid structure, that kind of strictness about it. Cause I felt like my time matters. And so I better hurry up, but it felt weird. Cause, and, uh, cause you could make an argument that the word map makes sense. If you're going point to point, because there's time that passes in between here, it's just like, well, you don't have time. So you just basically going from point to point, zooming over the map. Like it's just, you just wish you could, like, cross over on the land and not worry about these stupid points, but I don't know. Uh, it's it, it felt like um, you could really tell that that Shally was made on a budget, like a, a tighter budget uh, because of that, but that's just my, you know, uh, just trying to pull from that, but I don't know, it's, it's Shally... It's still a good game. I'm not gonna knock it because I still like the characters and the and the sub characters and all that. They did a good job. Uh, I just felt like, as far as like the story was concerned, I was I was left a little disappointed. The ending wasn't wrapped up that well. Uh, I, I felt kind of like empty sitting there because like this is the cast off. Like you don't see these characters anymore uh, unless they do some weird like uh, cameos in later games like the other ones have. So it's like. At the end, it felt like it was like this big like happy party, and I was like, "Wait, this is the, even like the big overarching." I'm not. I shouldn't talk about this that much more, but it's people should play it for themselves. But uh, it, it, I still think it's it's a decent game. Um, but maybe I need some more time with it. But I, I covered that. But I did want to briefly talk about Final Fantasy 15 because Type Zero, as David said, did come out this past month. We have. A couple podcasts about that. Um, you can check out the first one that we did with Alex and um, Aaron from the from RPG site. Uh, Alex played pretty much the episode Deskey demo. Like the we talked about most of the events that happened during it. Uh, I I had a pretty good time with it. Um, I don't like the combat much. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys played it. It's Really it. shallow. In
2: fifteen.
4: Yeah, I. I'm not. Am I? I'm not. Am really I being sort of asinine and sort of judgmental when I say that? Like I don't know. Just it's it feels like it's really watered. I I understand this is the demo. You cannot judge this. That this is gonna be the end game product of 15. Yeah. Like or it's just the end game phase. Like when it when it comes to gameplay, but like like I look at this and I look at this from a Groundworks phase. Like I know they're gonna add in magic and all this stuff. Like. I don't know yeah. how they can make this an interesting game based off the framework of what they're going with. Like I just that's
0: I just you're, can't you pretty much hit the nail on the head because it's like it's like any demo of an RPG, it's like you're going to jump in on this on the very beginning of what the combat could turn into. So it's like uh say it, it's here it's like you got a five hit combo what if that turns into 10 hits 15 hits 20 hit combo with all these different variables thrown in it's like then it could be exciting but at this point in time it's not to be overly harsh but it feels a little sloppy I uh, mean I know no. this isn't
2: I know this isn't an action game but there are a lot of action-oriented, yeah, it is. Well, no, it's it's action oriented action RPG sort of but there are there are a lot of action action oriented games where it, it does start out very basic where like if you compare yeah. like typical gameplay in the first four hours compared to typical gameplay in the last four hours it's like it's It's very very different different feel like due to like like you were saying due to new variables like you're due to the progression and things like that so we it's hard to say like what this might turn into um and of course they're going to keep things you know at the root for now in terms of what they can offer here
4: at the same time like like there are so i I, I don't want to go back to it but i think this is an apt example um when, before Tales of Vesperia came out, there was a Tales of Vesperia demo. Now, you got a good idea of how that game plays, but at the same time, you got you got a good idea of how the game's going to play later on. You're going to get a lot more spells, you're going to be able to do combos a lot more cool, and, it's, and they give you like interesting game mechanics that you know are going to be good by the end game. I look at this, and I can't see how they expand on the game's combat mechanics to make it interesting. Especially because you could only play Noctis like i just
2: right i one of the things one of the things i like about sorry one of the things i like i like about like the Tales series and other like party-based action rpgs is like the variety in character play styles so i'm thinking like tails or even some of the like the
0: it's kind of that here too though there is there's there's
2: well, I'm thinking like uh, like East Memories of Cicelta or yeah, some yeah. of the other East games. You know, where you, each where you have different characters and they play very differently, and you can get you can you can get that little bit of variety in terms of like uh, just like, like I said, different play styles and kind of keep things fresh as you as you go along. And the, if you can only play as Noctis throughout the whole game, yes, I know he's going to get new abilities as you go, so it's not going to be the exact same thing over and over. But it would be cool if if you could play as other characters eventually.
0: It's personally coming. uh, My experience, I'm just going to talk about my experience with it is that um, I'm not too concerned about that only because I know that there's going to be a lot of playing off of the other party members, doing attacks, doing special moves, doing all this stuff, doing team based attacks. So I'm not too concerned because I know they're going to make it work uh, in that fashion because I'm one of those who like the combat in in the 13 games. I like the the way that system works. Even if it was sometimes the illusion of control kind of ticked me off a little bit sometimes, I still kind of liked it just because it it, it felt nice being able to switch through these different styles of um, combat. But in, in Episode Descay, it's that the, the reason I mentioned it, it felt kind of sloppy is because it felt like I I was like holding the button in, to just swing, 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 uh, eventually losing stamina and then losing MP because I was too busy dashing around. I didn't really like that mechanic. I could it's foresee that later in the game... MP con- cons- conservation won't be that big an issue because you'll have a huge pull to pull from. Um, I don't really like the whole like you having to lean against a rock or like throw your weapon against a some standing like metal girder kind of thing to like get away from the combat and then come back later. It felt like you were like being warp. pushed around a little too much trying to get to these all these other places and uh, – I don't know. It it felt so, weird.
4: It's it's a very different thing. I'm not used to there, this type of play. When you're style. making an action game, um there are three things that are very very important. Um like three fundamental core things you have to have nailed. If you do not have this nailed, your action game is going to be sub it's going to be average at best. Like I I firmly believe that. One, you need to have really good and varied enemy design. Especially if you're doing the same if you're especially if you're doing a basic attack all the time, which FF15 does, like it hinges on you just holding that button like all the time. So if you do not have I- interesting enemies, then it's going to be boring. If you're especially if you're playing this game for like 50 hours, which I assume that's that's what it's going for, right? It's, that's what I heard. 50 hours. It's it's the well. Are you talking about 15 or it's the demo? Them. Okay. So like that's number one. Two, yeah, like the progression system needs to be meaningful. Like the auxiliary system needs to be meaningful because. If you're not if you're not equipping and if you're not feeling that strength as you as you go up, then it's going to be boring to do the exact same thing again and again. You're just mashing buttons. It's just well, not mashing, mashing one button actually to be exact. And it's just that's just boring. Um, the third thing you need to do is you need to make sure you have varying ways of approaching combat. You can't just literally be doing one but one attack all well, the time. Your your
2: your first two points kind of lead into that third one.
4: Okay, fine. uh,
2: No, I mean more variety in enemy enemy designs, and you know, uh, a competent progression system. Hopefully, would lead to, uh, or coerce, you know, a variety of playstyles. You know, different ways you can, you you can, you know, approach enemies.
0: And, and I think that Episode Desk does present that as the possibility because um, sure there's not a lot of monster, like enemy variety but that's because you don't really need oh, it in a, in a demo like this where it's only a few hours long. You got enough to get the taste of what it's going to be like and then you – it's not just holding the square button. It's like you're also using the triangle, using your skills, you're doing all this other stuff and you can – you can you can foresee being able to uh, change your weapons and then uh, change the order that they are to whether you want to make this one your fast attack, the slow one, the one that feeds into this other one, one that drains life from the other. It, it's, I don't know. Like I, can, I just look at this. It's it's like I, like I'm just thinking about all these RPGs I played. Where the beginning of the game, I, I can, I, am totally with you that this demo should have given you a little bit more to do, to work with, to, to really get it. Because for one thing, like you don't have a lot of control over the weapons that you can equip, so it's like you can't play around. Like, well, I want to play with this weapon. No, it's well, it's it's you only get like these five to mess around with, so you're kind of stuck moving those around to see. Yeah, this there's, there's auto switching. There's not a lot of manual. Yeah, that's.
4: Like, I mean, the most think... interesting thing is the manual, but they're
0: but it's it's yeah it's it's so I can see that. But just thinking of all the RPGs I played, where at the very start of it, it's pretty dry, and just thinking about like if if they really expand upon it towards the end of the game, I could see this being and, really exciting and and intense, and just thinking about like you switching in magic and summons, and uh, if you. Think about like all these different weapons you can equip, all these different uh defensive styles if you're able to because it's got they're talking about a gamut system, um, which in 12 I despised, but it in this case because you uh have you can't switch to the other characters, it makes more sense here than it does in 12, and so uh, I can see that really playing into it, making things more intense as you get to the point where like you're near death but then your party members are smart enough to you know step in and help you out No no but that's not control most. that's not control you have direct control you have that's the problem Of course not but that's working around that This that, game is a micro intensive
4: game it's not a macro, this is not the last remnant it's 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 not where like the game hinges well, I on I've never played that game so Adam would know but that I'm anymore. just saying like like that 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 get because the game when you're playing an action game you're you're relying on literally instant gratification that's what you're working off of like that's the philosophy of an action game is that you get instant gratification. So when you don't have direct control of your of what's going on, then you've already lost what the. the it's different. I mean, it doesn't
0: because it, 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 it's. I don't think we should like. By the way, like, which, this it, is, is not an action game.
4: This is not an
2: action
0: game. Well, well. Then does not that render the point mute then, if it's not an action game?
2: Well, what Zach was saying earlier, I totally agree with, which. You can argue whether or not it, it agrees or it belongs in this type of game, but what Zach was saying is that in the demo, well, let me step back a bit. RPGs, to varying focus, there's always some level of, like, outside of battle preparation and strategy that is involved, whether it's your ability setup, your equipment, your party coordination, things like this. So this isn't stuff that has a direct, you know, you're not. It's not the combat gameplay, but it's still stuff that's very important. And in a game like this, in the demo, I mean, you're you're given a very limited, if any, control over those things. So that's one of the things that I definitely agree. That's one reason why you might argue that RPG demo is might not be a very representative product because you're missing <laughs> all this stuff, but...
4: That's the thing. You there's, can kind you, you know, you of... I'm not saying, like, you can... Have like you, can you, oh, you, you, you have the right to condemn this game because of the demos. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying with my understanding of... From from what I've experienced, like, I can't imagine this being a very deep game. I, I disagree. It's just because they
0: haven't offered us much. Because there's menus there that are, like... Uh, Great, no, 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 no. like even, you can't even if, access if, the even if they haven't like
4: formally that. announced it. Like, people can still imagine. I don't see it's it. It. it's 18 months away. I mean, it's it's so far away at this point. It's hard uh, to you're tell. not and understanding. It's... I'm saying I can't personally imagine sure this game uh, having that much depth at all.
2: <laughs> I, I guess I'm, more, I, I mean, first of all, I haven't even played the demo yet, so. I'm not speaking from experience, but I tend to be a little bit more optimistic than that. Then you know, they can always around the corner like say, "Hey, we're introducing you know this new you know system or idea into this game that might change things significantly." And I'm not saying you know like it, it has to be like you know uh, paradigm changing, but you know, there's always ways you can. I see what
4: you did there, paradigm shift. Uh, I didn't. I think that would be much more interesting if they introduced that mechanic. <laughs> Like limit certain move sets to certain paradigms and that's on cooldown. Like that's that's interesting. That would make set macros. Who knows? Like that would make things interesting. But they're not. I don't think they're going to do that because that's not what they're going for.
0: Is there, are they not doing macros? I could have sworn that they mentioned being able to. No, start no, I'm not combo saying because I, mean, I was thinking White saying, like, like,
4: Chronicles. Like like what makes a Final Fantasy game is job systems. Like that's.
0: Uh, let's, that's But not, it's barely been
4: part of it. I'm, I don't want to myself, scaling. but I'm saying like isn't it much more interesting to have a limited moveset because you have a class designation on Noctis and being able to switch certain classes depending on the situation and stuff like that than it is to play just have everything just straight-up blown available to you.
0: Yeah, but we we know this going in. They already said talked about, like, we're we're going to make the mage class obsolete because we're going to have these characters who just use potions and things like that, so you don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, personally, that was like, oh, come on, I love the white mage, but it's... uh, it's like it's it's kind of like fooling. I'm not speaking to you. I'm like fooling myself, thinking that I wish I had the ability to change what Noctis is. But he's meant to be a, like a jack of all trades, like a a normal human warrior class kind of thing, where he only has these set moves and skills. So deal with this. The other people around you will help pick up the rest. Um, I uh, it's it's. It's just so hard to, to, to criticize it, especially I know that. because it's hard to they, put, it out a, it's they a put out a survey that are asking for feedback on what people thought about the demo, demo, and I'm sure if people are vocal enough about it, they'll change it,
4: but it's, um... Well, you yeah, can't, because that's remember, FF13, the demo came out, it's vastly different from how the actual game plays. Like, fundamentally, it plays differently. The demo versus the actual yeah. game? Isn't that good, though? It is. It, it turned out for the... It turned out, like, for the way better, but I'm well, saying... The battle is
1: like, pretty much the same, though. It's just, like, stuff with launching and stuff, right?
4: No, like, the original game, the demo didn't even have paradigms at that point.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't have paradigms at that point in the story, either, in the game.
4: That's true. They
0: All introduced right, that enough. later, right? Fair enough. But, so, I mean, I want to... So, that was that. I mean, the combat being what it is, I felt it was kind of... Uh, i don't know it's it's it, it, uh, uh, I, I it's yeah it's 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 it needs work but i know that it's so early that it's it's kind of hard to tell that's, that's kind of as what out of say phrase I, to I,
4: say like we no, were so far in after the re announcement that we're like oh this is still early like It's it's so long. No, I'm I'm, I'm just mentioning like that. But
0: it's like Adam said. Like Me personally, I am not a fan of RPG demos because it always never paints a good picture. Very rarely does it ever come across as telling you what the game is actually going to be like because you're talking about a 40- or 50-hour game. So many things can change in that time. So many things can be introduced. Um, What I spent most of that demo doing was either running around – uh, or breaking the barrier because someone apparently posted a video of how to do it. I was able to do that on the second or third try so I ended up running around finding places to run through the terrain and like finding these weird places running down to uh, the middle of the lake where that crystal is being at. I'm not going to spoil it but that was pretty fun. Uh, so <laughs> I just ended up doing that for most of the time I've spent with that but um I'm, I'm I'm still looking to it. I'm, I'm more excited for it than I've been in years, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can manage with it. It's I'm still questioning what exactly they plan on doing, but we'll see how that goes. For the rest, you guys can check out that podcast that we did with Alex. But let's go ahead and move into the uh, what was meant to be the primary discussion, a big release for the PlayStation 4, Bloodborne. Um, now, Adam, excuse me, not Adam, Simon and Darren, you guys... Uh, were the ones who played it of this group. David uh, said he doesn't have a PlayStation yeah, Four. So clearly, I can't be part of this Adam conversation. Didn't play it. Adam's I, Adam's been saying he hasn't played a lot of games today, so we'll yeah. see. <laughs> He'll never but, get to it. Da- never. He'll never get to it. His brother will, but he won't. I'll probably watch him. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> your brother's playing it right now, isn't he? No, he's uh, not away because he doesn't have money. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, but. Darren, uh, Darren and Simon, you guys played a lot of it. I want to hear your thoughts after playing the other yeah,
4: games. it's Ooh, a
0: great game. How, I want to first start this off with saying, is this better than Dark Souls 1 and 2?
4: Well, it's better than Dark Souls 2. That's too, hard to that's say. Not hard, that's not a hard... That's not a hard <laughs> Let's start this discussion again. Like, that's not a hard to
2: beat. Me, let me ask something else. Is this a Souls game?
4: No, it's not.
1: Really? It's very
3: similar to a Souls game, it but... Has, has it has underlying does have its own elements, elements that make it. If
1: someone that doesn't like a Souls game, would they like this?
3: Yes, I'd say. You'd think it so. It depends really? what you don't like about the games. Do you if not you don't like, like... Going where to go? Do you not like the difficulty? Because those elements are still what, there.
1: Yeah. What if you don't like the combat?
4: Uh, I, think, it's very... I think that this could turn, up, pro- turn your around. If, you, if you'd play Bloodborne... The, if you approach Bloodborne the same uh, way you would approach Dark Souls, you will die so okay. many times. It is not funny.
3: Interesting. Bloodborne is infinitely faster paced than Dark Souls, oh, okay. and, and it's, it's much, much faster. It's,
4: in, but the thing is, like, it's not just, it's not that it's just faster. There are gameplay elements and just design that complements like this veloc- uh offensive, fast pace. Always got to be moving. Uh, mentality that Bloodborne uh, that the Soul series never ever supported because like this is an example I used when I like when I try to make the comparison between the Souls series and Bloodborne because Soul series gave you an an option it gave you a lot of options to play various types of uh, builds various types of uh, combat styles Um, not only that but it felt much more like a traditional RPG because there are so many elements that you have direct control over. Stats, weight, certain items, certain elemental affinity. All these things you have direct control over. Um, and because of that, there's a lot of uh, depth and a lot of um, change and variability in the game. Bloodborne literally tosses that all out the window. This game is streamlined to the max. And that's not that's, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. Like It removes weight. So no matter what Good. weapon you're using or not, like you still have, you're still going to move the same way, but that means that the game is going to give you much more focus in the ability to move, like being able to actually dodge. So enemies are designed with the um, what's called with the mindset that you're always going to have that same movement speed. It gives the designers much more uh, direct control and like very acute sense of designing when it when it comes to actually making these enemies like it's just they just remove all elements of like fluff from the soul series streamline it streamline it to just one philosophy and just build gameplay mechanics around that offensive speedy mentality like i think that's a pretty apt description of bloodborne in in a nutshell like when you say darren
3: yeah I that pretty much sums it all. It's essentially taking the most the best elements of the melee combat and just amping it up to eleven and adding more mechanics to support a more aggressive style of play. And that's essentially yeah. it.
4: And I think one of the best like additions, and most people underrate it a lot. A lot of people think it's actually it does really doesn't matter. I'm not sure why. Is um the regain system and like that's how you feel, people right? are saying they don't like it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm reading a lot. Of, so I've been spending a lot of time on GAF, which I consider to be the most, I guess, the most intellectual um, board on the internet for gaming. Um, that's not saying much though, because there are a lot
2: of there's a lot of stupid. But sometimes, sometimes you get a couple of people who know what they're talking
4: about. Yeah, but it, it, it when you get high quality, you can't get high, any more high quality than GAF. But um, there are there are a lot of people are. Um, don't look highly upon the regain system. And a lot of them found it, find it trivial. And I,
2: what
4: what exactly is yeah this the regain system?
2: About? is like you can like counterattack and get healed, right, or something right.
4: like that. Right. So, Darren, you can explain it.
3: Yeah. Like imagine like in a fighting game or something like that when you get hit and you're blocking and you see that damage, uh, you see the damage happen and you see like a uh, it's like a slightly different color when you get hit in Bloodborne. And essentially, if you get hit by an enemy, your health will start to decrease. From where you got hit to where this orange bar is to your red bar. And if you hit the enemies right after you get attacked or within a certain time frame, whatever the limit is, you can regain that health back per hit. And the stronger your weapon attacks are, the more HP you gain back. Right. So So essentially if you get smacked by an, – let's say you get smacked by a random enemy you didn't see. If you're quick enough and you know
4: what you're doing, you can get almost all that HP back right away. Right, But that's also dangerous too because if you don't know that enemy and you know that the enemy is going to attack right back, you could lose more health. So it's it's that idea of don't be afraid to attack because there is a mechanic in place where you can get health back, but know that if you rely on that system too much or if you rely on the system the wrong way, you're going to be punished because these enemies hit hard. If they hit you once, certain enemies will hit Uh, 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 initiate a series of attacks that will constantly hit you, especially bosses. So you can counter-attack to... um, you can attack back to get health back, but know that there's a risk that you're going to lose even more health, too.
0: So is this kind of like replacing some of the things like... I heard there's no backstab in this game. Um, There is. It's
4: very different, so... um, I guess the best way to put it would be that your offhand... Uh, you're usually going to have a gun and depending on the gun you have, you have the ability to counter, uh, or I guess parry. So an enemy will attack and before the hit, uh, before the attack hits, you get to shoot your gun and they'll be knocked off balance. In which case you can go up to the person and, uh, hold the light attack button, which will initiate the visceral attack, which will do a lot of the damage. And if you've actually been hit right before it, um, you actually gain all of the health back, um, if you initiate the visceral attack. But it's you can do that on pretty much almost all the enemies and almost all the bosses. And that's actually one of the things I find most interesting about the bosses is because I found a lot of mechanics in Dark Souls and Demon Souls, they don't work on bosses. Like, stuff that would work normally on enemies, they don't work on bosses. Here, it pretty much works on all the bosses. So, like, you literally have the entire offensive um, toolkits at your disposal. So you can stunlock a boss? You,
3: well, it's only for yes, one attack.
4: It's only for and not all time. other attacks. You can you can't stun them off of every attack, but it, it, you can do it, and you have to know you have to time it. And so, some of these bosses have really unorthodox attacks. It's not easy, and you also have to account for the fact that um, the bullet takes time to travel. It's not instant, so you have to account for blood, uh, uh, bullet traveling. The best way to do it is to t- do close up, but that means you're also putting yourself in danger of, of being an, uh, being attacked like at really close range, and. Usually if bosses are in close range, they're going to not do one swipe, but like usually like three or four or five swipes. Or they'll just straight up grab so, you. But you can also attack like,
3: from – you can no, also do sorry. the visceral attack from behind. You have to charge up your strong attack and knock the enemy back. And then depending on what type of enemy they are, you usually can follow it up with a visceral strike. Right. So
0: do they do they stagger or do they like drop to the knees? They pretty much drop a... to the knees.
3: Or if they're like a whatever type of crazy monster you fight, they're equivalent to a knee.
0: <laughs> but drop to their slithering whatever is behind them. Kind
4: of thing. yeah. Like the thing is, like you also only have a limited amount of bullets you can use. So it it's it's How? pretty interesting because it means like if you parry once, oh, you can try again, but only for a certain amount of time. So you can't rely on that the entire time. Um, How easy is it to come across bullets though? Um, it's fairly it depends common. Actually, area. Um, certain enemies, it makes sense. The drops make sense based on who you're accounting. So if you're attacking, if you kill an enemy that is using a rifle to attack you, they'll drop bullets, but like if you're fighting snakes, you don't, you're not going to expect to, you know, get, grab bullets. Good. I mean, uh, is it kind of like you,
0: if you get bullets so much, I I can imagine that the bullet doesn't play, excuse me, that gun doesn't
4: play much of a role in combat. Is that I you? disagree. A lot of people saying like it's it's not essential, but it plays a role. Uh, in the fact that it's a suppressant, it stuns... But, uh, I mean, as far as, like, you're not going to be Rambo, going and shooting everything and hoping... Your
3: guns won't. aren't for damage, they're purely for counterattacking. There's very few okay. weapons that actually do a, as much damage as a as Definitely. your normal weapon. Yeah. really. Also but, you can also use bullets for your magic. That's what your magic uses are based off of. They consume silver bullets. Silver bullets. That's uh, the name of the uh, bullets. They're called silver yeah, bullets.
4: Like, oh, okay, okay. So, so like that's another way. Like, it, like instead of blocking all the time, or like I know you can. So many people told me you don't have to play souls with a shield. Yes, motherfucker, I know it. You don't have to play with shield. My God, I've done dex builds anyway. Um, like people say that, and, like bloodborne is no different. It's the exact same thing as souls. I'm, like, no, you, you don't understand. Souls doesn't complement pure offensive no shield runs. Like. It doesn't have gameplay mechanics dedicated to that. Here it does. Um, for instance, um, so. dodging doesn't take as much stamina as it normally should because you're constantly supposed to be moving around, running, dodging, strafing, etc., etc. Um, attacks don't take that much um, stamina because you're supposed to be attacking constantly. Like, like
0: So is it the gun replaces the shield? No. I, I kind of get the feel like all these games.
4: It's like the shield... The developers don't want you to hold a shield. No, no, it's yeah, like the that. game was purely designed to not have a shield. Which why was why, when I actually found the shield, I was like, what the fuck, why is this actually doing here? Like, Was it
3: was it an actual shield? It's or... a really crappy wooden shield that I think it's oh, meant okay. more meant to be a joke <laughs> saying, here, you want your shield? Here it is. Okay. So
4: not going to <laughs> I actually sense. never they're used they're it.
3: Too. Did you ever try out using the shield? I tried it
4: once after... For review purposes, and it was absolute garbage. I can yeah.
0: imagine like a, a shield run, like someone actually doing a if run with that. If thing. If they hit
4: you with the shield, you're fucked. Like you're you're beyond fucked. Like you're you're making yourself you're putting a big bullet like target on yourself. Like fucking hit me. Like that's essentially what it is. But
0: like I can imagine speed runs with that thing. I, I I'm excited to see that. Actually,
4: <laughs> <just>, this, <laughs> this game is. Absolutely phenomenal in in terms of design. Like, they cut out so much fluff. Like, no weight. They cut out. People are saying you can only get what? How many items are in the game, Darren? Thirteen? Eleven? I don't know. For weapons, I think it's like it's It's definitely.
3: It's like thirteen or twelve around there for right-handed weapons. Okay, there's there's only like there's there's less than ten guns in the game.
2: Okay, there's something I'm actually quite curious about that we haven't touched on. So you talked like. A lot about combat, but how's like the world design? Like,
4: like the I don't know,
2: or like, like I guess I don't even know. You know, what how's the world design? Do you like have like a central hub and then you like go off in different like directions, or is it like a like a loop where you kind of like. Sure. find like hidden areas like how how is like like what what is this what is the environment that you're actually like doing all the combat in
4: sure sure so the central area where you're actually going to explore hunt and do stuff is yarnum and it's uh, it, it's very uh intertwined it's like demons it's like demons uh, not demons it's like dark souls yeah um, okay. uh, one area will lead to another like the forest will lead to back to like I think central Yh- not central but like old yarnum and all those other areas like they're all interconnected. Um, in the beginning, it'll seem very linear, but you're gonna find new ways to get to certain areas, even within zones and between zones too. And you're like, oh, so this is where it leads, and you, you find new places. But when you when you're not often exploring, you you find checkpoints which are lanterns, which are equivalent to bonfires from, their souls, uh, from Dark Souls. Oh, okay. You go back to your central um, resting area, which is called the hun- Hunter's um, Hunter's Dream. Here, you can upgrade your character, upgrade your weapon. Um, what's it called? Uh, Customize your character with like runes and stuff like that. Like this is where you do a lot of just the progression. So it's uh, the in it, like
3: it's the equivalent to the Nexus from from uh, Demon Souls, or it's like uh, what's the town from Dark Souls Two? I can't even remember right now. It's there are no
4: entities really floating around. There's only two guys, which is Garum and um, uh, the doll. Which the doll is used to level up, and Garum is not even there half the time. So who the fuck cares? And but the hub also acts as a place where you can activate Chalice Dungeons, which are procedurally—I say procedurally in quotes—procedurally generated dungeons um, that you're meant to explore. And it, like this was like <coughs> this was hyped up to be like one of the biggest components of the game, and to be it was actually the most disappointing component of the game. Um, hmm. So it's procedurally generated with enemies, traps, and everything like that. Um, the level design isn't very clever because it's not handcrafted, because it is procedurally generated. The areas aren't that interesting. Um, the traps and stuff like So, like, conceptually, it sounds cool. You're going to be able to explore uh, procedurally generated areas with tons of new traps, different types of enemy encounters. And it's going to be really hard, and you can do it with friends. And not only that... But this dungeon design is unique to you. If someone else activates that chalice dungeon, it'll be a completely different design. You can share dungeon designs and all this stuff like that. Shit, that don't matter because the designs are so boring. Like, it's just—is it kind of like the same
0: layouts? Even if it's like procedurally generated, it's, it's like just it's not four by four because there is. It's small, short. Is this, is it, it's a small. No, area? because
4: just because there's no sense of progression, there's that no so sense of accomplishment. I'm like, yeah, I conquered this area. I finally got out of this hellish area or something like that. It doesn't feel like that because, um, oh. because how how you approach Yarnum and how you approach Chalice Dungeons are different.
3: Because essentially, each dungeon has each. There's like different layers to the dungeon. There's like three overall layers, and each end of a layer has a boss fight. And to, as soon as you enter a layer, you'll automatically see the door for where the boss is, but it's locked behind a door that you have to open by finding a switch somewhere in the dungeon. And so a lot of the time, like, I was trying to rush through some of the Chalice Dungeons in order to see all the boss fights, because there are unique boss fights to the Chalice Dungeons. And But I say unique in quotations because some of them are just beefed up enemies, or in some cases they're just recycled bosses from the main game with a slightly different twist but there are a couple oh, okay. of of bosses that you can only fight in the chalice dungeons but the, i found myself like at first i'd go oh i'll explore every nook and cranny but the thing is most of the rewards in the chalice dungeons are just used for go- accessing other chalice dungeons
0: oh so they
3: don't really feed back into the yeah, main game Yeah, it's much? more of if you want to go through the chalice dungeons you need to go through the chalice dungeons and I oh, eventually it got to the point where I would just be rushing through and grabbing the switches as quickly as possible, then heading right back to the boss fight.
4: It's just boring oh. because, like, when you're exploring in a main area, you have that sense of discovery. I'm like, oh, I'm going to find every secret here and there and all this stuff like that. And There's no so shortcuts cool. either in these dungeons. Yeah.
3: Since they're, here, they're relatively, like, they're not, they're not very long either. They're, each floor is roughly, if, you know, if you're doing like five, really five, well, you slopes. could... Yeah. Max. Oh. Maybe. It's just it's it's, it's a fun distraction though. It's I would I I, I I did have a buddy I was going through some parts of the game with just to test out the co op, which works really well so far. And the Chalice good, Dungeons good. are a good outlet for that. So if you have some friends right. you want to play with and you want to go through dungeons like that, it's a fun way. It's a fun little distraction, but it has nothing on the main
4: game. Yeah. The part and the, I do agree with Simon draw. that is a bit disappointing. Part of the main draw of like the Souls games is the very good level design, and Chalice Dungeon just doesn't have that. There's not, no sense of accomplishing, oh my gosh, I escaped this hell of a map, this map, this area sucked, like... Poison everywhere, it sucked. <laughs> no, I mean, that's like one of the areas, like, there's freaking pools of that, poison. That's a gimmick in one of the dungeons, is yeah. just poison oh, everywhere. I hate that. Like, And I actually saw a stream, so many people were like, as soon as they got poisoned, they used an antidote, and I'm like, you motherfuckers, you're doing it wrong. Let the poison run through its course, and then just use a blood vial, like... That's yeah. Antidotes are hard to come by. You're doing this wrong, and it, there's just there's that no sense of accomplishing the level because the level isn't posing much of a challenge in Chalice Dungeon. It just it just doesn't.
0: Well, you said he's like running through it, so I imagine it doesn't take that long okay. to get to the actual boss no. fight where the challenge does. You run. could probably
3: get through most layers of a Chalice Dungeon probably less than ten minutes. Okay.
0: Oh,
3: especially okay. if you're only trying to find the switch and not trying to explore everything
0: especially it's a co-op so it's like you're both working together it makes it a lot easier i'm imagining there's no is there any sense of scale at all
3: so each uh, there's there's there is a little five bit. i think pardon
4: i think there's a total of five i think right um of of chalice dungeons five chalices i think there's
3: f- i think, think there's four, four and then there's varying chalices in each category right. and they and they have a they're always incrementally difficult
4: yep so it's okay. just it's just that's that's the big like not blight but it's the big spot on my like thing of game of why this game is not prime level like like a, like a 10 like that's like the main reason why it's not a 10
0: See that's that's kind of what I was also wondering it's because um Obviously, people can read the review if they want to learn more about that. But one of the big criticisms up against the game were the load times because uh, obviously, I heard like one of yep, the things uh, is that in the other Souls games, like you could walk up to somebody, talk to them, and then quickly level up. And this, you have to transition from one place to the next to get to a place where you can uh, level up, and then transition out through a loading screen to get back to the main game. Like, the, do you so um, there's how does I just what I, what I really want to know besides that is. Um, how has the day one patch impacted none.
4: the game for you? Doesn't matter. Yeah, none. none. Um, really. So the loading has caused it, the loading is a problem on two instances, three actually, I guess. Um, one, when you die. Two, when you need to go to the Hunter's Dream to level. Yeah. And three, um, when you need to change zones. That's, that's the biggest one for me. And that's trying to change zones. And that's the biggest one because, like, when you die. Like unless you're dying repeatedly within like a five minute period, the loading is actually not an issue because it gives you time to think about okay, what the fuck did I do wrong? How can I fix this. It really does. Like,
3: <laughs> do you know what? I, I thought those loading screens needed that. I was shocked
4: that there weren't there. The any like tidbits of any info?
3: yeah any it's information
4: any lore any quick tips anything. It's just the I think logo. it makes sense as though why. Like, I'm surprised
3: because there's the, less lore items in the game. There's, yeah, so it there's makes less sense. lore
4: items. But
3: at least yep. give me, like, a character, like, at least be, like, Demon Souls, where yeah. you show me, like, a character artwork yeah. and his name. Like, so,
4: it, it's better than just the
3: logo.
1: Yeah. So,
4: when you're trans... So, uh, this was a step back. It was sort of an odd step back. You can't transform from, from an area to area. You always have to go back to the Hunter's Dream, to the area. And I know why they did it. Like, I understand why they did It's because they, they have four different teleportation... Um, Tombstones. You teleport from Tombstones. And there's four different areas. Okay. If you actually combine them all, it'd be a shit long list of zones that you can travel to. But, like, I understand why they did it, but, like, you have to hunt, have, travel to the Hunter's Dream every single time you need to change zones. So, like, that gets tedious and annoying. Like,
0: Especially if you're dying. I can imagine, like, having to deal with that, like, dying and then it's like, Simply the night right. where it's like you you add up all the time it takes between you're actually back in the action. It could probably be like minutes. Right. There so, were a couple times blood blood where I
4: got to huge. that. So I will say this. So I fought – I'm going to get some, some – I died against Father Gascoigne um, 36 times. Um, wow. Wow. Well, okay, so I was being a stubborn asshole. I, I get
3: that. I get that, though. I get I, he's he's a hard boss. You no, know, I mean, he's he's really not that hard. He's a hard boss when you fight him at that stage in the game because you're still learning the game. Okay,
4: so here's the here so here's the real kicker. Um, one, I never went back to um level up or upgrade ever in those Okay, that, times. this this makes more sense now. I also fought Father <laughs> Gascoin before I fought Cleric Beast.
3: Okay, again, this is now being much more clear.
4: Um, what's it called? <laughs> Um, I kept losing souls because I didn't go back, and I just didn't, I just, level up. yeah, I just didn't, never leveled up. Said. So I was fighting Kavala Gasquin at base level, pretty much. Because oh. you technically can't level until you in, at least encounter the first boss, but I was being an a, like, obnoxious, very like um, annoying person, like, I'm gonna do this 36 times, and Adam was there listening to the chat, counting down how many times <laughs> I've died, and it was like, every five or six minutes, I would die. It was sort of funny.
2: He was, like, having a running count, like,
4: 31,
2: yeah. 32, and I felt like I actually got a little bad.
0: This was during the embargo, so, like, you couldn't tell yeah, anybody. Yeah, I had to, bet
2: somewhere.
4: to I literally us. had to bet somewhere. <laughs> I understood it. I was like, oh, I know why he's doing this, yeah. And, like, like, I know, like, I was being very stubborn and stuff like that, but, like, the game is not necessarily hard, and I, I actually do want to speak to this. This game is much easier than the Souls games, like. I put Dark Souls 2 up there at the top because it's not even legit hard. It's just cheap hard. It's just annoying hard.
0: Yeah, I can see that, But
4: this game is easier, which is another reason why I also think people who didn't like Soul Series could get into this game as well. But this game is just... This game is phenomenal despite its problems. Like, it's easy to overlook them. I really do think the... I I, I mentioned the loading thing in my review, but I really do think the loading is easy to overlook.
3: Um, I think at some point they'll fix that, too. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. It's
0: one of the bummers that it's not on PC or anything like that because it's like all the things that the fan the 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 modern community was able to do with the other game uh with Dark Souls 1 and 2 uh can't be done here but you hope that they are understanding and are opening open to those just,
4: changes. Especially I just love this game so much. Like I can't imagine a better game coming out this year. Like just, yeah, it's, I,
3: the, it's the PS4's killer app right now. It is Easily. it is
4: the PS4's killer app and there's just there's so much replay value. The game is short, so I finished this my first run through the game. I finished it in twenty, twenty three. Looking through, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I told Adam like how long it took, and I think it took like well, twenty. I mean, you got
2: you you got the game on like a Wednesday, and you were done by you know was, Friday or Saturday. Saturday morning, Saturday yeah, morning.
3: So, so like, like, I played the game starting from launch at nine o'clock on Monday, and I beat it Saturday morning. And he he never slept. Well, I also had Pillars of Eternity going on, too, so sleep was rare. Um, That's also Uh, including almost all of the Chalice Dungeons and every optional boss fight in the game.
4: I I I didn't skip too much, but I did end up skipping certain stuff, but the game's not long. The game, because of the game's offensive, like, philosophy, like, there's only 13 weapons in the game, but all 13 weapons, they all have different movesets. Oh, yeah. To make new it's characters, it's
3: really varied. It, it's really interesting, and it works really well.
4: They change those weapons. Change they look awesome yes, and they flip yeah. from like this. I I was playing the Burial Blade, which is by the way is the scythe, which uh, acts as like a curved blade a bit. But like that moment when a enemy you memorize the enemy moves, to him, you're like oh he's not gonna be able to attack back. This motherfucker's is going down, and you just take out the stick on your back and combine it, and you make a motherfucking scythe, and just it's so satisfying. You're just like. Bitch, you a motherfucking going down. It's it's going from... was it like basically
3: one-handed to two-handed? Yeah, it's it, it, it depends on going. the weapon, what its property right. is. Like, I was using one weapon that's essentially a mace at one point, and if you, in its alternate mode, would give it a, a lightning
4: buff. Yeah. It's, it's, which was pretty useful. Awesome.
0: I've seen pictures of that. That looks really cool. Like, this game looks so,
4: pretty. So one of the, <laughs> like, I want to go back to it. One of the main criticisms that the game got is that the game has less weapons. It doesn't really matter, because the 13 weapons you get are so unique, and there's customization levels... That may seem simple at first, but the uh, the different variety of weapons you can make is just so so diverse. Like you're choosing the weapon not because of like the stat it offers, or because of like what buffs it offers, or special effects, or whatnot. You're really choosing the weapon because of 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 the of the moveset. That that's yeah, really- you're
3: picking it because it fits your playstyle. Because yeah. I found that my friend and I would be going back and forth between different weapons just based off what we prefer and how we play the game. Yeah.
4: And that's that's one of the things I really enjoy this over the Souls, and why I actually think this is more superior to the Souls games. In Souls, like if you played a Great Sword, like like you'd have to wait until the next Great Sword comes by if you want to stick with that playstyle. Or like, oh, this is the next better, this is the next best weapon, and it has a different moveset? Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to choose. It. Like, it just felt like like there's just not a lot going in terms of want, choosing how you want to play when you're actually just pressing progressing in the uh, game normally. Surely mm-hmm. sure you can like at the at game's end you can dictate how you you know play the game because of like you've uncovered all the weapons and whatnot, stuff like that. But this game truly gives you how you want to offensively kill monsters and people like at your fingertips. It's it's this game is phenomenal in terms of design. Like what well, really I, I, I
3: quickly add on that we haven't really talked about is the whole networking and From a standpoint of someone who's played on PC, who's played Dark Souls 1, which Dark Souls 1 had not the best networking, and if you really wanted to coordinate with your friends and play with your friends, it was pretty much never going to happen unless you either modded the PC version or you just got all the right conditions to do it. And Dark Souls 2 had a terrible network system as well, so it made yeah. it was really hard to organize, play with your friends. But Bloodborne has an amazing system that works incredibly well, and I got to play with my friend through every boss fight I wanted to try with a friend. I got to play through the Chalice Dungeons with him, and it was a blast. And the PvP is amazing in
4: Bloodborne. Yep. Especially because it go it really goes back down to it. That offensive like moveset, like
3: the speed, like, the speed of the battles is something unreal. I can imagine your ass getting kicked
4: a lot because that speed too. Yeah, <laughs> if you're struggling is, with I think this game is a genre-defining beat. Like it's normally, normally evolutionary games aren't. Don't make it. Um, evolutionary games don't make it on like a genre-defining um, list or something like that. Usually, it's something revolutionary. Um, I think Bloodborne does some. Very interesting things with its evolutionary designs from the Soul series, uh, especially with narrowing down its um, uh, philosophy to uh, philosophy with the offensive like combat philosophy. That is just it, this is it's 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 so impeccably created. Like I, I can't sing enough praises about it. And I've already made three characters in this game. Um, that's more than I can say for um, for Dark Souls 2. because.
3: Well, That'd as of this, as of this recording, I'm almost I'm already three quarters the way through New Game Plus. Like it's definitely something I'm going to keep playing, and it's going to be something that totally I replayed. could, yeah,
0: yeah. Very briefly, because when I played Dark Souls Two New Game Plus, I died like on the first enemy, that stupid Crow Knight. Oh, oh no, the, the Falconer. Yeah. Instantly. That son of a bitch. But like. I, I just very briefly, like how much more difficult is new game plus it's, here? Like, is there, honestly,
3: uh, I'd argue it's they did that pretty difficult. well. Where it's like, it, I'd say it feels like you're starting the game over with everything because enemies deal o- the equivalent amount of damage to you that they did at the beginning of the game but when yep. you were a lower level. Yeah, really? So it, like, it feels like that they got scaled properly. So it's like, okay, I can't be dumb. These guys aren't just weak, but they're not going to kill me instantly, it's a good balance to, okay, I still need to think, I still need to play well.
4: And not only that, but, like, there are just certain weapons that you don't have access to in the beginning of the game. Like, the burial blades, you only get that um, after you beat the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, so they give you gifts for beating the game, and then you can carry uh, it to the new game Right? I, I think
4: I think, so. I think the I burial think blade is that. the
3: only weapon that you get through right. beating the game. And
4: that you have that satisfaction of using that weapon on some of the bosses, and you are gonna get raffle stop using that. Like it's just you're 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 essentially playing a new game. It is, it is new game plus, but you're essentially playing a new game the way you want to play it with the weapons you want, with the items you want, and everything. Like it's 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 amazing. It's just. It's, Gosh, this game is absolutely I don't see any RPGs beating this game for the It's gonna be
3: a strong contender for RPGs. Oh, the year. I
4: it's already my game of the year. Like I don't I can't imagine any game.
3: Honestly, I it honestly is gonna depend how the Witcher Three does.
4: That's uh, what's gonna, Witcher that's
3: 3, gonna be the big some, contender. There's, still,
0: there's Witcher Three there's Disgaea Five, also hold
3: <laughs> I, uh, I love Disky I don't think it's gonna touch Bloodborne. No way. Even Pillows of Eternity? They're so different that it comes down that's, to personal preference. It's going to be. In and the same at category. heart, I'm always going to be an action RPG guy. Oh, true. Like okay. I lo- Like I well, don't get me wrong. I love CRPGs. I was I, I was there with you defending Divinity Original Sin as game of the year. But that's right. Blood, Souls <laughs> games are my bread and butter, and Bloodborne takes the best <clears throat> elements of those games and makes them. It be- makes it better.
0: To be fair, like this year is definitely looking more exciting than last year, so we'll see how things go out. But that's going to do it. Um, obviously, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up on the site pretty soon. We'll have reviews, once again, for Etrin Mystery Dungeon. Uh, we'll have a review for Tokiden Kiwami, I guess it's pronounced. So we'll have that. Story of Seasons, um, Simon, you're working on Alex, that. Alex is here. doing... Uh... Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles and
2: Pillars of Eternity because we don't have a review, he's still Trinity. playing it so he'll get that up when he yeah. finishes so,
0: yeah, so we'll have those ones, I'm kind of blanking on anything else that's going on right now Liz will have a review for Awakened Fate Ultimatum pretty soon, uh, she was wrapping up on that, so we'll have that on the site so check that out uh, we already got some pretty good stuff on the site, Bladestorm Nightmare we posted a review for that, check it out uh, pretty fun game yeah um, if you're into dynasty warriors and casting and stuff like that. But, but yeah, so, um, get bloodborne just to tell you guys where you can find us. Uh, you can locate us on RPG You can find us on Twitter, username RPG I'm sorry. Is that RPG site? Yeah. It's RPG site. Yeah. Uh, RPG site. Uh, like r- imposter our, is our, you can on Twitch, you can catch us RPG site net, uh, YouTube once again, RPG site net. So check us out there. Uh, Real quick, why don't you guys give us your personal Twitter accounts as well in case you want to follow us? I'm at Zach Reese uh, Simon. Um, I'm
4: at Chaos90, which is K A Y O S 90.
2: Because you can't spell Darren, Chaos.
4: You can find me at, at GamingPilgrim.
2: And I am uh, King underscore Ceda, Seda, S E D A.
4: Totally not a king. Well, Seda. <laughs> he changed his name. It used to be different. I know it, that.
2: It. See the right? No, I, just,
4: taken.
2: I changed it. I didn't want. I didn't want my account to be totally connected with NeoGaf. So, yeah. You yeah.
4: should.
0: <laughs> Scrubs on Gap. Oh, My gosh. And David.
1: Uh, you can find me at Cosmic Blizzard.
0: Awesome. All right, great. And so, once again, thanks to everyone for joining us today, David. I know you wanted to say a little bit about.
1: Uh, want to oh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and his YouTube. I, for you guys who don't know, I'm a shitty author. I wrote a second book. It's called. We should really sell it's it. It's called The World Beyond the Rain. It's it's about this guy in a in a place where there's a lot of rain. So go buy it, and and I also have a YouTube channel now called Gamer Non-Gamer. It's where I play games with my insane mother. So, I, I'm not kidding, and uh, she is insane. So, it's funny. So go go watch it. Go subscribe to it. It's called Gamer Non-Gamer. Zach put put a link in the YouTube account or whatever. YouTube no, account? put put a link in this video in the description. In the description, it's In yeah. the show notes.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to I'll, – I'll link Perfect. it. So you guys can check that out. We have some very exciting things planned for the site coming up, so keep keep a lookout for that. Um, but subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, and we'll be po- putting out more of those special podcasts. We already put some out for uh, Final Fantasy XV and Type-0. Expect a lot more of those because we had a lot of fun doing them. But once again, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Simon, Darren, Adam, oh, David, well. once again. Catch us next time on the TetraCast.